Welcome everyone to the Asian Voices Radio Podcast, where you'll find real Asian American conversations, including all the topics you were too afraid to ask your Asian parents. I'm your host today, Sheena Yap Chan, and our special guest joining us today is Sarah Gulapdala, who is the Executive Director of Legacies of War. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing? Hi, Sheena. Thanks so much for having me. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, and it's such an honor to have you here today on our show. And, you know, I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, the nonprofit and what you do as an executive director. Sure. So Legacies of War is um, the only uh, advocacy and educational organization. Um, our mission is to build broader awareness about the American Secret War in Laos, um, as well as to like advocate for funds to remove the bombs that still remain there um, and um, push for greater funding for victims and survivor assistance. Um, to kind of give you like a brief um, history on the American Secret War in Laos, um, uh, from 1964 to 1973, um, the U.S. launched over 580,000 bombing mission, dropping over 2.5 million tons of ordnance on Laos. Um, in a span of nine years. Uh, so this is equivalent to a plane load of bombs every eight minutes, 24 hours a day for nine straight years, um, earning Laos the unwanted title of being the most bomb country per capita in history. Um, the worst part is 30% uh, of these bombs that were dropped failed to detonate on impact, leaving millions of cluster bombs like the one I'm holding here scattered all across the country. And you know it's almost 50 years later since the war ended, and we're still finding these bombs, and they're still maiming um, like children and their families, or maiming or killing them, right? Um, because these bombs are like scattered all throughout, and we don't know where they are. So you know our organization um, is really focused on educating the American public about this history, which is also part of American history but isn't taught. And we push Congress for funding to remove these bombs and address the lasting impacts that victims and survivors have to deal with um, nearly 50 years later. Wow, I I didn't even know about that either. I didn't know Laos was considered you know the most bombed per capita in the world and. It's, it's crazy how so much of our history is omitted from U.S. history, right? Um, and yeah. it's important to, to talk about these things and the traumas that leaves, you know, the people of Laos. And, you know, I'm glad you're, you're here doing the work and you've, you've done some amazing things. I think your organization has one of the highest funding from the U.S. Uh, Congress. Um, you're also going to be speaking uh, in the U.N. Uh, next month. What's that uh, like? Yeah. Um, and I just also wanted to reiterate, too, you know, since um, since our founding in 2004, funding to remove these bombs in Laos have been under three million dollars. So from 2004 all the way to now, funding has increased over tenfold, right, to the current funding amount of 45 million a year. Um, and, you know, this is um, I also want to clarify as well that none of this money comes to support legacies of war. Um, we do not take any of the government funding. It goes straight into Laos for demining like efforts and victims assistance and mine risk education work. Um, one thing I'll add, too, is that um, Laos, although it's a super small country, there is over like 70 recognized like ethnic tribal groups with their own unique languages um, that, 
you know, you could imagine that when we're doing mind risk education work, like our partners have to be able to speak in that particular language. Um, you know, we, we do a lot and we're just so thankful for all the support um, from members of Congress that we've been able to receive. Um, but, you know, this is a, a really true grassroots um, effort. Like Legacies is so small. Um, we have three full-time staff and one part-time staff. And if I'm lucky, I'm able to have like two interns throughout the year to really help with these outreach efforts. Um, we depend a lot on uh, member organizations all throughout, you know, who are very supportive of our work and who helps um, spread awareness uh, when we do our grassroots advocacy campaigns. Um, so you mentioned the United Nations event um, that I'll be a part of um, on April 5th. That is just one of many, many different engagements that we, um, you know, are, are a part of because we're the only organization doing this work, right? And that particular event is a special uh, side event to the International Mind Awareness Day event, which is this big event that's hosted at the United Nations on April 4th. Um, and we are specifically highlighting Laos at our event um, in partnership with uh, the International Campaign to Ban Landmine, Plus Diminution Coalition, um, and the government of Laos. So Ambassador Anupal will be speaking at this event. And um, a, one like other thing that I'll also you know share with Laos um, about Laos is Laos was the first country to host um, what we call the first meetings of states party on cluster munition, meaning, you know, Laos, since it is the most heavily bombed country on earth per capita, um, has been the leading like voice in pushing for like these cluster bombs to be banned, right? Uh, which I'll add our own country has not joined this treaty to ban these weapons, even though we know the lasting impacts that they will have decades to come. So, you know, we'll be talking about just the history of what happened in Laos and the impacts that it still has on its people, as well as, you know, I would argue the diaspora community um, who had to flee their home country, right? And who are still experiencing trauma from these events and who still to this day are um, experiencing like a lot of what immigrants and refugees family have to deal with, right? Like. Um, I myself came when I was six years old and, um, you know, to this day, uh, when I first learned about the history, it really affected me to make me, you know, move from the great state of Ohio to serve in my current role today in DC. Um, and it's just this, this whole like, um, tug, right. You know, of, of what it means to, to like be from this country and it have this history, but also to be Americans and what we can do as Americans to make sure that we resolve, um, this joint history between like the two countries. So this event, we hope will really, really show people the history, not only show the people the history and the progress that we're doing with our work and the funding, but to make sure that this is not forgotten history and that we actually learn the enduring um, impacts that this history should teach us, which is, you know, that these bombs have no place um, in, in human society, right? We need to take greater stance on the side of humanity and not use these um, knowing its impact um, and knowing that it's going to take um, 
so, so much more in order to remove all these bombs from a country like Laos. And, you know, despite um, I am a hopeless optimist, like I want to be able to say that we will remove every single piece of bombs, but that isn't really the reality. But what we can do is remove as much as possible from the places that people are living, places where children are going to school so that they do not have to fear, like live in fear in their own local community, right? Um, and that's why we're having that special side event at the UN. Thank you so much. And I think that's great that you're able to, you know, talk about this at the U at the United Nations. It's really important, right? I mean, I'm just curious, like, why did the U.S., you know, decide to bomb Laos for nine years? What was the main reason? Was it an experiment? Like, um, I'm just curious because this is the first time for me hearing about Laos being the most bombed country in the world. Uh, if you can mm -hmm. elaborate on that. Yeah, Sheena, that's a great question. So the U.S. and Laos were not at war, right? So, you know, the biggest reasons why this happened, um, and I would also recommend this book for anyone who wants to learn more. It's called Voices from the Plain of Jars, and it's a collection um, of illustration, first-hand account from this period, the only first-hand account from this uh, 1964 to 1973. And it's... Um, these illustrations that are made by the locals who fled the bombing. Um, so I'll get back to this later, but Legacies of War have the original illustrations and you can see one behind me. Um, and this is all part of a secret operation done by the CIA to destroy the supply routes of the Vietnamese army. So, you know, um, we all probably have had maybe a day or two history lesson on the Vietnam War, right? And in Laos, if, if you know, your school system, um, if you're lucky, was like a, a footnote. But most people are not aware that there, were, there was a proxy war happening in Laos. And this, um, the, the bulk of the bombing was along um, the border between Laos and Vietnam. So, you know, uh, the Ho Chi Minh Trail. And this, this was just um, something that was secret to the American people. And Americans and Congress didn't actually hear about this until 1970. I mentioned um, the gentleman by the name of Fred Brantman, uh, who collected these illustrations, right? And Fred actually brought these illustrations back with the help of his um, Laotian colleague, Wen Yung Wong Pasad to really share this with members of Congress. And that's how like eventually um, the US was, was, well, the US decided to just finally stop doing the bombing. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's crazy. Cause like, you know, when you think about it, you know, why would someone like America, you know, pick on a small country like Laos, right? Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense at the time, but I realized because it's close to the Vietnam War, it's kind of like, yeah, um, it just kind of like, they got pulled into it basically, right? And it's unfortunate. Yeah, you know, because, I would say that um, yeah. Laos was collateral damage and Laos wasn't the only country. It was also Cambodia as well. Um, and this is actually why, like, um, when I became the executive director of our organizations, uh, I was realizing that each meeting that I was having with members of Congress, um, I couldn't talk about Laos without talking about Vietnam, exactly like questions like yours came up, um, and without talking about Cambodia. So we actually started um, expanding our advocacy effort to include pushing for greater funding to resolve like the legacies of war in Laos, Cambodia, and Vietnam. 
Um, and I'm really, really proud to share that uh, our Legacies of War um, Recognition and UXO Removal Act um, was actually reintroduced uh, by Senator Baldwin and Senator Moran on um, March 9th. And we're just really, really proud of this achievement because the bill does like two very important things. Um, first, it recognizes all who fought alongside Americans during the, the, um, the Vietnam War era conflict. And two, it allocates $100 million for the next five fiscal year to like resolve um, the lasting impacts of bomb clearance, mine risk, edu mine risk education, and victims assistance. Thank you so much, Sarah, for, you know, sharing that history lesson with us. Um, you know, with all the work that you're doing, you know, how does the younger generation feel about this? Or do they even know that this is happening? I mean, are they involved? I know you mentioned you sometimes have interns, but I mean, is this taught in like American Asian studies in colleges or in schools? I I'd like to get your input on that. Yeah, no, absolutely. The younger generation definitely cares. And they're actually one of um the leading voices when it comes to um, the, a campaign that we do every fall, which is a, um, we call it our Southeast Asian um, advocacy campaign, where we push for like an amount that's set each year uh, that, you know, we, we want um, Laos, Cambodia, and Vietnam to receive. Uh, for this year, this fall, we'll be asking for um, $80 million for Laos, Cambodia, and Vietnam. And, you know, um, the younger generation, you know, like you mentioned, like, this is why we invest so much in building our internship program, because these students are the most excited when it comes to this. Um, they're, like, really active on social media. They really help, like, um, outreach in different schools. Like last, um, two years ago, actually, our intern, Anna Kumachintan, she, um, she actually invited me to Franklin Marshall College to speak uh, with her Asian American organization. And this, you know, was really, really driven by Anna. Um, she had spent at that time about uh, six months with us as an intern. And she was really just um, blown away by what she learned. She wanted like her fellow like students to also learn as well. And that's, you know, one of um, the ways that we engage with colleges and university. And I would love to do more of that because, you know, um, from my knowledge, based on all the connections that I've made outreach to so far, Lao history is not a specific topic that is taught anywhere that I'm aware of. Um, there have been instances where several different colleges and universities have invited me out to be a guest lecturer. And we always welcome that, um, you know, so folks can just go on our website and just uh, send us a note and just tell us that you want to learn this. Um, I'll also highlight to our summer uh, camp program that we have a partnership with um, an organization called Lao Heritage Foundation. And um, LHF for short um, is in the DC metro area. Um, and they really focus on the arts, culture and music. But one of the program that we've been able to partner with them on is just teaching the young, younger generation history. Um, and in a way that, you know, they truly understand um, and in a way that gets them to actually um, inspire them to become more interested so that when later on, when they reach college age or older, they can then, you know, um, like come back to internet and legacies for one or become um like a professor and teach this history, right? And, or do something related to our work, whether it be um, advocacy 
or just writing their own family history, um, you know, or or just anything else related to just preserving this and making sure that the world doesn't forget. Um, we've also started investing in a new initiative called Legacies Library, and this was actually brought about specifically because we had so much outreach from um, students who are within that college age, right? Who's doing like a thesis um, on the the history of the American Secret War and they can't find any contents out there. They can't find anything that um, that isn't like uh, just the basic information, right? But who's they're hungry for like just further um, different different layers of the American Secret War. So they write to us and they interview us and they ask us where else can they find information. So we set up this free resource on our website and it is actually a hub of information uh, in the forms of books, documentaries, articles that we vet and then we put out like a quick summary and a link to either buy that book or learn more. Um, and this is like important for us because there is a lot of content out there, but we want to make sure that we vet it as the experts, right? Because there are some things out there that um could be misleading or inaccurate or is using terminologies that um you know we ourselves don't stand for, right? Or we feel that it's just not um not factual. So we want to make sure that as students are doing more research or as journalists or other people who are interested in this topic can have a place to go to that is free for them to use. I love it. And I'm glad you're able to create that resource because, you know, sometimes it's hard to find stuff that you're searching for, right? Mm -hmm. Especially with, you know, never thinking that Laos would be the most bomb country in the world. You know, probably people get curious. How did, how did that happen? You know, why is it considered that, you know, such a small country, why would they even decide to do that? You know, all these questions and yet uh, no resources out there. And so I'm really glad you're able to put that resource so that other people can read and learn more about this and find ways to end what's going on there, right? To remove as many bombs as possible so that Laos can live in, you know, as a safe country. Because I believe everyone should feel safe in our own home, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, especially with our community, what's been happening in to our Asian community with the Stop Asian Hate movement, right? Yeah. I mean, the city of New York, it's like every Asian woman is fearing for their lives because there's been nonstop attacks. And, you know, we have to be there, be the voice, keep speaking out, you know, um, having each other's backs so that we can all live in harmony. So when there's a group effort, it makes it a lot better and easier and we can work towards those goals. But, you know, I kind of want to um, ask you, you know, was this something you have been doing your whole life, um, you know, or did you do something before? Um, you mentioned you came here when you were six years old. What was that like for you? Yeah, um, you know, no, no, thank you for that. And, and um, you know, my, my heart goes out there to everyone who's impacted um, by just these hate crimes. One thing I'll also add, you know, to your comment is that I think a lot of this has to do with um, people's ignorance of our history, how Asian Americans actually came to this country, right? Um, even when you look at the, just taking like in, Lao population in general, those who fled, fled during the height of the war and then still after because the problem still remains, right? And sometimes it was, um, um, if, you know, if many of them had a choice, they would probably stay in their home country. Uh, this is actually why I didn't come until I was six years old. And, um, you know, Sheena, you and I are looking at each other through cameras. So you could see that, you know, I'm still young. Um, but, uh, and, but the reason why my family didn't decide to flee 
um, you know, was because my father, um, the first bomb was dropped when my father was 14 years old. And, you know, he actually was inspired to become a doctor because he saw many of his friends and neighbors um, being harmed or killed by the bombs that were coming down. He actually had to flee, like, um, his, during that time, he was going to school in the north, um, in Vientiane, the capital, and he had to flee to go back south to make sure that his family was okay. So years later, you know, my father married my mother, and then they had us children. Um, and I was five years old when I actually started going to school. And during that um, that time in Laos, um, you know, this was uh, still 1990. Um, there was no like demining teams doing clearance work in Laos. So that means that there were all these bombs scattered throughout and it was, the problem was even worse back then when I was growing up. Um, and my dad, I remember, you know, this, this day very vividly, he started taking me um, to school and he, he walked me to school that morning and he said, this is the only path that you're allowed to take. Otherwise, the Nagas and the Tigers will come and get you. So do not veer off this path. And as a child, you know, I was thinking he was just trying to scare me um, about Tigers, but he was really scared of me picking up like one of these bombs, thinking that it was a ball and throwing it around and like having it kill me. So we fled uh, when I turned six and I completed one year of school and my parents just really they had to make a decision, right? Like, how can we raise our children in this environment if we have family that's in the U.S. Um, that fled during the war and who is encouraging us to also leave for just a better future for our children, right? So years later, um, you know, I, um, I didn't even think about Laos. You know, I asked my parents probably when I was a teenager, was just saying like, um, well, you know, this is, I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit, but I remember them just saying that, um, you know, no, you shouldn't be like that. You're getting too American. And I said, if you didn't want me to be American, why did you bring me here? And that's actually when my parents gave me the, the history lesson. And I was just so overwhelmed, you know, by, by like learning it. Um, and I started asking more questions, but they actually said, no, you know, we have to move on. And that's in the past. The war is over. And you should just focus on school and just doing well, right? And so I did that. And I actually did not think I would be a nonprofit. I wanted to work on Wall Street. So my major was actually finance. Um, but it was a chance um, phone call. My, uh, my older brother was living in D.C. and he was an architect. Um, I mean, he's still an architect, but at the time he was in D.C. And he called me and said, hey, uh, have you heard about this organization called Legacies of War? And I said, no. Um, and so he sent me a link. And I had all these questions like, why is there an organization that's pushing to remove bombs in Laos? Like, what bombs? I, I thought the war was over a long, long time ago. So I couldn't stop like reading that day. And when I shut off my computer, I was just um, devastated. I was like angry, confused, and but mainly like just ashamed that I didn't know like this depth of um, my own family's history. So I started volunteering and then eventually served on the board. And when our founder, um, Jennifer Kamusa, retired, 
2019, I became the executive director. And the rest is history. Wow. I, it's, it's crazy, right? When something traumatic happens to us, we're, nobody wants to talk about it. They never want to say anything. It's done and over with, and we're supposed to move on. But, you know, there's a lot of baggage that comes with that, right? And if we don't yeah. unbox it, it's going to, you know, uh, it's going to come to us, right? And it's going to pass on to the next generation. And it's really important to unbox these things, right? To, um, you know, talk about them, talk about, you know, the traumas we went through, what it was like seeing family members or friends, you know, um, affected by the bombings or losing limbs and things like that, because that really happened. And I think we need to learn to not hold it in and, you know, let it out, let it all out because it's going to be freeing for us. It's going to be healing. And then, you know, we can find a solution, you know, a better solution to this. So I'm glad even though your dad was like, just, just move on, you know, it's done. You, you Mm -hmm. didn't, you know, you said, I'm going to go and look for more information. I want to know what happened. I want to know how can I remove all these bombs in Laos? You know, some people might think no one cares about them, but here you are. Uh, very passionate about what you do, very passionate about, you know, removing every single bomb out there as much as you can so that Laos can live, you know, a, a better life, you know, have a better country and not be known as the most bomb country in the world. Yes, um, yes, Gina, you, I, you said it right. You know, um, I think one of the biggest roles that legacies play is providing the space uh, for healing, right? You know, our pillars is history, healing, and hope. I think I want every single American um to know about the history of the American Secret War in Laos, because this is not just a Lao history, this is an American history because we were the cause of the problem, right? And, you know, by we, I also consider myself American. Um, Second, like, uh, healing is so, so important. And you're absolutely right. Like, my parents' generation and and the older generation tend to not want to talk about it because... I think one of the, the things that, you know, my, my parents share with me is we don't want to burden you guys because this, you weren't even alive yet when this happened. Right. But we, and we also want you to look to the future. And in a way I get the same sense when I'm in Laos from the people in Laos who is also very forward thinking and not, you know, holding any animosity towards our country, but more appreciative that we're, we are the highest funder of demining efforts in Laos, um, like as from an American government perspective, right? Um, and we are taking leadership in trying to build more comprehensive partnership with um, the Lao government and trying to move forward together. Um, and that I think is 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 where we'll see a lot more progress, right? And I think this last piece of healing is not just from like the perspective of two countries, but I think the perspective of its people and especially the people who were impacted and generational, generational trauma is real. Um, you may not know you have it until you, something happens, right? Like, you know, for me, it was that day that I can still remember vividly just looking at my computer, but also being in Laos, there was this, you know, sense of, um, heaviness right and and it's something that we don't talk about and especially with asian americans i think we tend to hold everything in because you know we're so strong but it's not healthy okay (laughs) like let me just tell you you got to talk about it and you got to figure out how you're gonna deal with it and and in what way that would make the most sense for you and you know for us at legacies our supporters our network 
is about sharing this history and making sure that it never happens to another country again, that it never happens to another people again, because it is not just the loss of lives, you know, which should be reason enough for us to stop doing this to each other, but it's also the loss of history, you know, the loss of um, historical sites, right? And the loss of a whole entire, like, ethnic group, right, that was living in the, the heavily bombed regions of the North and the South. So, you know, I think um, we just we just have to build more awareness. And this is one way, you know, which I really appreciate being a guest <laughs> today on Asian Voices. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing all that. And it's so true. And we loved having you here sharing your story and, you know, sharing everything about your country and, you know, what's been going on. And it's definitely needed to know right because this is still happening until today so first off sarah thank you so much for being on the show today we really loved having you as a guest thank you so much really appreciate being a part of it thank you again sarah for being on the show today and for anyone who wants to learn more about legacies of war you can check out her website legaciesofwar.org if you have any suggestions for future guests or topics we'd love to hear from you Also, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, as well as follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Asian Voices Radio is produced by Asian Culture and Media Alliance, a nonprofit that empowers our API community with a voice through media arts. If you would like to support our program and make a donation, please visit AsianVoicesRadio.com. Thank you for listening. I'm Sheena Yapchan. Please join us next week for another exciting and thought-provoking Asian Voices radio show. Until then, take care, everyone.